Welcome to the sixth episode of the Dudes Banking Dudes podcast, a podcast that is not about German folklore or about home rem- remedies for the chicken pox, but about dudes who spank dudes and dudes who are in turn spanked by other dudes. And it's run by two dudes. Hey, this is Scott, also known as Red SPK Scott. And this is Croup, also known as Super Goblin. And, and I you're just back. the first. Yes, I'm back this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling much better now. Um, I I probably won't be every episode, but I'm back for this one. <laughs> well, it is good to have you back. Oh, well, thank you very much. Yes. Yeah, and he edited himself in for a few things on, on the uh, last podcast, which uh, was a fun surprise. I, I need to get my final word in somehow <laughs> Speaking... on every episode. Yeah, speaking of which, you wanted to like make me make me go back, and you wanted to put in another two another two cents on the whole yeah. uh, spankable video games characters, guys. Uh huh. Because you guys went over a topic I've been looking forward to, not that I believe guys, <laughs> but I was like, when I, while I was editing, I was like, hey, I wanted to talk about this stuff. How dare they? So yeah, uh, spankable video game characters. Uh, let us see. Uh, I guess. So for my most thankful video game character, um, I, like you, Scott, and I'm also a big fighting game buff, um, so probably my pick would have to be this character named Joe Hidashi, who is from the Fatal Fury series and also the King of Fighters series. Yeah. So the thing I like about Joe is um, he's, he's super cocky, um, he's really, he has this sort of like arrogant air to him. Um, he's really fit, of course. He, he fights in just a pair of shorts. Um, he's a Muay Thai fighter. Um, but the best thing I like about him is that his in-game taunt that he uses is he turns around and he tugs his shorts down and he moons his opponent. Yeah, and they show his butt, don't they? They, they show his butt, yes. And it's a very nice sprite. Very, I mean, you know, they do <laughs> what they can with, with the pixels, but it's a very round... Very firm-looking ass on him, and it has inspired a lot of of porn commission art from uh, well, from fans. From 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 me, at least. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I've had two pieces of art with him, but I'll I'll never remember the first time I played one of these games. I was over at a friend's house. Um, I was probably I don't know, fifteen or sixteen, and my friend was playing Joe Hidashi, and I was playing some other guy, and he kept doing that taunt at me. And, you know, this was, like, before I had come out of the closet or anything. You know, I was, I was just a kid, so I, I had to act like I didn't like it. I'd be like, stop! Stop it! But, you know, my friend just kept doing it. So then, with my character, I, he had, like, a, a low punch that he could do. So I, I timed it, so it it went off just as Joe did that one. So it, it, it looked very much like he punched him right in the ass. And, but, um... That's funny. Yeah. You also you also actually reminded me uh, in another fighting game, Tekken, that there are yes. actually holds in that involve spanking. So there is actual representations of spanking in the Tekken fighting game yeah. series. If if you use well the the guys who mostly have it are are the robots actually the the Jack series of robots. They have a, a move that they can grab the other fighter, give them three hard spanks on the ass, and then like throw them away but um another character heihachi mishima also has this this grab but only if you equip a special item on him 
Yes, so. I believe I actually went out and even though I normally typically don't buy a lot of fighting games, I did after <laughs> you pointed me to a YouTube video showing off that move. Yes. Run out and bought that game on the Xbox 360 entirely for the purpose so that I could have him going around spanking dudes. Which is as good a reason as any other <laughs> to buy a video game. Yeah. So, I can't wait until Tekken 7 comes out. <laughs> I hope that move's still in it. Yeah. So, um, though we may not have Brian here, since we won't have you for every podcast, although, you know, hopefully we'll have you regularly, um, is there, it was a good, it's a good opportunity to look at the, the other possibility of having some guest folks uh, on our podcast. Now that we've established ourselves for a little while, and I'm, I keep getting all sorts of feedback about this, and it's great. One of the big issues, internal issues we have with this podcast is that, that you and I are have a very, very similar attitudes and approaches and interests in spanking, which is mm-hmm. great for us to you know talk to each other. We bounce off each other great, but that does mean there's all sorts of gaps in our experiences related to spanking in this podcast. So to kind of maybe flesh out the podcast, there are some people who are interested in who, if you are out there and you're listening to these podcasts and you fancy yourself someone who's experienced enough to talk on about these issues and you're willing to come on the air so to speak or on you know on skype these we record these on skype <laughs> and be interviewed we'd love to talk to you about these subjects um i'll turn you know you don't have to use your real name uh we do you know brian and i do because we, we it was a decision we made um you can call yourself whatever you want yeah uh if you if, <laughs> Alternatively, if you if you do know a lot about a particular subject, but you don't want to be on, you know, you, you don't want your voice on the podcast, we can always do, a, uh, you know, an email Q&A and, and we can go through your answers at a podcast episode. Ultimately, though, I'd love to have other people on the podcast to get some uh, more voices. I did get some responses when we had Jason as a guest last podcast because of his interest in domestic discipline and, you know, and, and using spanking as, as punishment for real life infractions, which is something that's not of interest to you or me. So, so there are people who like the fact that we, uh, that we approach that issue with Jason's help. So stuff like that. So I want to go through a list that we came up with of, of folks that we'd like to possibly get on the podcast. Uh, if we get, first of all, since this was like the first critique we got, British guys and caning, <laughs> caning culture, the school cult, the, the United Kingdom school culture, which is completely alien to those of us who are Americans. We uh, don't know how to use canes properly. We fuck it all up. So, yeah, if, what, what is a headmaster? <laughs> what, what are these school shorts? What, what's going on here? Yes, I don't so, understand any of this. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so if you are a, a British gentleman who's willing to go on the air and talk about the the incredibly complex uh british caning culture we would love to have you on the podcast um i would also love to get straight or bisexual dudes who are into spanking with dudes i think specifically straight dudes because there's some very particular questions about what it's like to be a straight guy who wants to either spank or be spanked by gay by other guys and not want to have a sexual experience and you know the complicated issues of or you know the complicated issues of being part of spanking culture uh with dudes when you're straight uh yeah, it must be very interesting yeah it's, it's it certainly is challenging i mean i've known 
I've noticed some straight guys who have come to the spaking parties, the moonburn spaking parties, and they're usually there very briefly just to get a spaking from a guy that they've already planned to meet there, and they and, and they leave. They're they're very much even out here where there's so many guys in the spaking in Los Angeles. They seem to be very much around the fringe. So I really would love to talk to these guys about what it's like. Um, and then weird topic, but I think it's kind of important based on some of the feedback we get. Ladies who are ladies. In, ladies who are into dudes spanking dudes because it's a thing it's a thing there used to be a stereotype that that straight men were turned on uh by girls getting it on but the reverse isn't true we know now that oh, the, you no, know, we know that that's <laughs> we know that's this is not true, true. we know yeah definitely enjoy that sort of thing yes. as well yes and we know that actually ladies are responsible for a lot of spaking writing uh and a lot of spaking art involving just men and no women at all so i'm very very i would love to talk to a woman on the podcast uh about what what about dude spaking dudes appeals to her and you know what got her into that um next age play which is a big big thing again that you and i are, are not into uh, boy, the whole boys and daddies thing, um, you know, acting and dressing up like a child, um, you know, for spanking purposes, what is the appeal of that? What is it, How does it work out? Um, and we're looking for either boys or daddies. It would actually, if we could get a boy and his daddy together on the podcast. Oh, double trouble. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome and interesting. Um, then uh, sex workers, by which I mean men who you know men who do it for money uh, <laughs> uh mm-hmm. i am very pro sex work and it's actually something outside of the spanking scene that i end up having paying attention to a lot so i'm really curious to talk to the experience of guys who are in sex work who are involved in doing snm or spanking um who are willing to accommodate as either a top or a bottom in the scene what it's like in the current environment which has some challenges right now um last year uh rent boy the 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 biggest um, connection system for male escort workers and clients was shut down by the feds. Just recently, Backpage has been fighting with the government and they're, they've been shutting down their ads. So I'm very kind of, I want to talk about what it's like to be a sex worker trying to navigate both the system and, and what it's like to try to appeal to different guys who are into different things related to spanking. Um, and, you know, and also even if you're guys who are involved in spanking videos, um, we'd love to talk about that because, you know, we, we did some critiques on them. And so we're kind of very curious about guys who do it versus for money and versus guys who really like it and what it's like to kind of be in that experience. So oh, yeah. that would be awesome. That some of those guys on. Yeah. Yeah. So if you fit any of those, uh, and you're interested in being on the podcast, um, hit me up on recon or spank this hookups at red SPK Scott, or send me a message on Tumblr in that same name. Oh, and right, I forgot, um, you have not told the audience about a really, really embarrassing spanky fantasy of yours, and I shared the whole Pac-Man fantasy last podcast, so... I, I still, that's still, I still did a kick out of the Pac-Man thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the bully texted me after he, he heard that and mentioned that, that he's seen Pac-Man get a spanking before, and it was like, what? And he's like, yeah, he just what? watched, I, I watched Tennis. Oh, <laughs> I was like, okay, very uh, funny. So, okay. so anyway, what is your embarrassing spanking uh, fantasy? Oh, I, I, I picked two. I, I have a whole bunch because I have, my entire sexuality is pretty embarrassing. <laughs> but, 
But um, I, I've fantasized about Godzilla and King Kong spanking each other. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, like around, like, while fighting in a city, like, and, you know, one of them gets the other and starts spanking, and then, like, the buildings start falling down. People are <laughs> running. Oh, Godzilla! Spanking! <laughs> and let's see, the other one is... Um, I'm a big fan of Disney movies, uh, as are you, Scott. And yes. uh, one of my favorites is Aladdin. So I I did once I fantasized about um the genie from Aladdin like turning into a paddle, like he can turn into <laughs> different stuff, and like spanking that one like really mean guard. Oh yes, the one, the one who was always picking on Aladdin. Street yes. rat. Street rat. Yes. That guy. Oh, he that's hilarious. <laughs> so I, First, I don't it's, know. it's funny that it's not Aladdin because that was the natural inclination. Oh, you want to spank Aladdin? No, not you. You want no, to spank? Want, you want to spank the big spank beefy the, guard? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if those. I, I think yours, your Pac-Man thing is more embarrassing. But the Pac-Man thing is pretty. I just wanted to put my two cents into. <laughs> uh, I am. I am not ashamed of my Pac-Man fantasy, though. It's, <laughs> we should have art made of that now. <laughs> He's <laughs> gonna be my on the uh, on Tumblr on my Tumblr page. I regularly do a guys I want to spank um, section. I'm gonna have one of Pac-Man. <laughs> All right. So anyway, anyway, enough dialing around. Let's talk about a real dudes spanking real dudes. And um, we've gotten feedback on this issue, and it's something that we knew from the beginning that we want, we're gonna get to eventually, and that is pro internet profiles and hookups and. What she, you know, some recommendations on online behavior, setting up profiles, and trying to find other dudes to spank or be spanked by. Hmm. What a fun topic! Yes. So, of course, the the first initial question is 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 where do people go? <laughs> where where do dudes go when they're looking for spankings? And we've mentioned, well, you know. Just for spankings, I mean, the obvious answer is spank this hookups, which is, you know, the hookup site, which is just for spankos. Yes. So, of, yeah. of the male variety. Yes. www.spankthishookups, all one word, dot com. Yeah. And that is, uh, in the fourth episode, we talked about uh, where people fit on the, sp- where guys fit on the spanking spectrum, you know, as far as, you know, foreplay for those who just like some spanking and then sex. Kink, those who combine spanking with a much more larger complex sexuality and then spanking fetishists which is guys who are primarily in it but not exclusively but very very much primarily into it for the spankings and certainly for spank this hookups you will definitely find guys all the way in the ladder Uh, but you will kind of find guys along the spectrum the other site that i would recommend that that i'm also on and we mentioned a lot is recon um and that's that's like the general fetish kink Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Recon.com. Yeah. Is for any, you know, is for anyone with an essentially a non-traditional sexual fetish. Um, Although there's probably people on there who just, you know, like sex period, who are just into guys. But um, (laughs) you will, yeah, you'll find a lot of people who are into spanking, but also other things. And then, you know, you'll find people on every, you'll find people into lots of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, if you're looking for something, you didn't even know was a fetish. So if you're listening, yeah, if you're listening to this podcast and you're into spanking, but you're also into other things, 
Um, or you're looking to experiment with other things. Recon is a good place to kind of find those kinds of guys. Uh, and one that one that I use a lot actually is a uh, Scruff, which, while it's not uh, like kink per se, there is a pretty nice. If you just do a search for leather, it's like the category you would look under. There's there's a ton of of like kink interested guys on there, and like I, I'm still pretty active on there every so often. I I, I still go on and and check it out. I've I've had sort of good luck on it. It's I mean most guys are just looking for sex, but sometimes I get guys who are interested in spanking too. Yeah, I've and then yeah, I, I've I've tried. I haven't had a whole lot of luck as a fetishist with with scruff or grinder because what what I'll typically find is is guys who the extent that they're interested in spanking is foreplay and they're really in it for the sex. They want to be dominated, yeah. which is great. I but, mean, and that's that's my experience also. But I mean, every, every so often I do find someone someone who who is interested just in spanking, and then it's like, oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah, but and, if you are, you know, if you are listening to this podcast and you are someone who's definitely in the, on the first part of that that spectrum who likes spanking but is more interested in sex there you go yeah and then and then there's there's the general all-purpose grinder yes. which is my personal last resort when i'm looking for <laughs> but you know it's there some some guys into spanking are definitely on there i've had i've had, had i haven't had good luck with it myself yeah, but, yeah, and and you know, and there are other dating. Depends where you are. Yeah, there are other dating hookup sites. You're not going to get into all of them because there are a few of them. But the the two, mostly because the two ones that that are most successful. If you you know, you're the kind of person who's listening to this podcast. The ones that that people have a lot of success on are Spankless Hookups and Recon.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's talk a little bit about. First of all, writing a profile, and then we'll get into you know communicating with other people. And, and writing reason... a profile, I mean, not just leaving it totally empty and messaging guys with one-word messages like <laughs> hi, <laughs> hey. Yeah. So, and... so, <laughs> so the reason, so the thing that matters is the thing to keep in mind when you're writing your profile. One of the things that you need to do is to prove that you are an actual person, <laughs> and not like. Um, just someone, some, some sort of scam artist who's trying to just hook up with people or trying to get connect with people and get them to respond and then maybe get information to use for some scam or something. Or, you, you know, there, there are a lot of people who have, have sort of fraudulent intent that just kind of try to communicate with people and, and get them to do whatever. So when you're writing a, writing a profile, shame. yeah, you're writing a profile, what you're, what you're making sure you're doing is indicating that you are an actual person who is actually interested in meeting people and what you're interested in. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So you do not have blank. I, I absolutely never, ever respond to blank profiles ever. Not unless they send a really good first message, but I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, no, they don't. I mean, if you send it, <laughs> you know, and which, yeah, if you send a first message that has a lot of information, then well, okay, maybe we'll respond to that. But but then I'm kind of wondering why that information is not in your profile in the first place. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you're gonna go and start talking, guys, like put the minimum effort in and just you know, like you know, I put I fill out my profile. The least I can do is fill out yours too, so I can look at you and give a general. You know, just a general look at like what you're like and what you're looking for. So yeah. Otherwise, just sort of, well, who is this person? Why are they talking to me? Yeah, it helps. It helps them know not only you're real, that you're actually interested in this, that you're serious about this, that you're part of a particular scene, um, and so they know, so they can help evaluate 
whether or not they're they're interested in you. Mm-hmm. Um, one quick tip, something I, I was just thinking about recently from Recon. Some sites have free membership and paid memberships. Um, Recon mm-hmm. is one of them. And one of the things I, I didn't realize until after I joined, I'm a free member at Recon. And they have search tools, which is great. One of the things, though, is what you made the, the way they get money is, you know, your participation is limited, uh, much more limited. This, this is true for Recon, true for Scruff. And one of the things I realized after joining is that searches, um, the free searches are based on names. And it's tough for you to search profile content if you're other than in certain sort of selected ways, unless you're a member. My suggestion, yeah. if spanking is very important to you and you are looking for other guys into spanking and hoping that they'll find you, find a way to refer to either the word spank or spanking, paddle, whatever, whatever you're interested in, in the profile name that you choose. Oh, that's a good idea. Yep, because then someone might... Um, a buddy of mine did that. He, when I when I realized that, I told that to him when he was making his profile. So he has both the word spank and paddle in his name. So anyone who searches for either of those words on recon, they're going to get his profile. Whereas I abbreviated, I stuck with my abbreviation SPK. So if you spell out spank, my profile name is not going to come up. So just I should go and change my profile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking now, like, oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah. Yeah, and so and then um, pictures. Pictures are a complicated affair. Uh, I know some people are more private than others. And... But but have a picture. See, that's number one. Even, like have some sort of picture. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Again, Doesn't that need helps to show your face. I mean, it helps. But it... if you're not comfortable with that, you should at least show show something. Yeah. What some guys do who are not comfortable, it. who are immediately showing themselves, find you know spanking porn images that or artwork that demonstrate what they're interested in. So they could show that upper and say, you know, here, and I see this lot, you know, here's the kind of spankings that I like. So someone who sees that knows, you know, well, first of all, you're not comfortable with putting your image up there, but they can tell, oh, this is the experience that this person wants to have, top or bottom, whichever. Um, and then the other thing is learn how these profile, learn how the sites work because they're, they're very aware that not everyone wants to, that they're a fetish site, not everyone wants to stick their faces or their butts out there. So, for example, <laughs> Spake This Hookups has the ability for you to upload photos but hide them uh, and not show them. And so when you see a profile of a guy that you like, if you interact with him and decide that you trust this guy, you can unlock the photos so, the person, so that person and only uh, that person can see them. Look. This, this is my butt. You may now look upon it. <laughs> or, you know, face. Because, again, some people, if they have, if, especially if they're sort of sensitive lines work, um, do not want to put their face out there. And then for recon, um, you can set up, I think you have to be a paying member, but you can set up private um, little photos. And you can, when in their message system, you can email people photos in their message system so they can see more of what you look like. So learn um, how to set up little private, the way that the private photos work. And yeah, so, so again, the goal here is to indicate that you're a real person. Um, going back to, again, the fourth episode where we talk about where you fall on the spectrum, on this baking spectrum, if sex is important to you, uh, put that in your profile. If sex is something that is, I don't want to say not important to you, but 
if sex is something that you really, really, really don't want to happen and you want them to know that before you hook up, as in you're on the far end of that spanking spectrum, it's a fetish, you really don't want to have sex, um, put that in your profile. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. both you and I have done that, that say that we're really, really not interested in sex. Um, but if you're in it, but if you do, well, the thing is people don't read the profile. (laughs) Well, we'll get that into the communication (laughs) etiquette. Yes. Even though I put that in there, people still contact me, you know, looking for like a quick BJ in the alley. And I'm just like, uh, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, but, but definitely put those two components in there because again, with both recon and spank this hookups, we're all dealing with people who are in different parts of that spanking spectrum. And so, you know, we want to, you want to be able to determine, oh, not only is, you know, is this person, you know, oh, I'm a top, he's a bottom, this will work out perfectly, or we're both switches. We to get those expectations in advance. Um, so, and, and also, um, if you don't know what you want, and again, and I think this is something that I've talked about when we when we had our discussion about being a newbie on the scene, don't be afraid to say that you don't know what you know. You, you want to experiment and you know with different things, and that you're not entirely certain what you want. Yeah, absolutely. Because the only way you're going to find out is if you try different stuff. Yeah. Oh, and and then one final tip that I had for creating a profile, which you and I, I we were talking about this, and you don't agree with me, which is don't write your profile when you are really, really horny. <laughs> <laughs> But writing the profile makes you horny. So, so the, how can how can you avoid being horny when you write? This is the same problem of writing fiction. Too. Go 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 masturbate and then come back. Because the the reason I mentioned this is because I've had this experience. Because I remember I started off the scene as a bottom, and so when you're feeling horny, you and in, you're into spanking, you your fantasies will come to the forefront, and your fantasies are often um, once you get you to a place where you're, where you fantasize about taking a whole lot of punishment, more than is is reasonable sometimes, and more than you actually want to experience in real life. So, if you write a profile when you're horny, I, you know, and I can tell when I read them because you're like, hold me down, paddle me until I'm bawling, no matter what I say, don't stop, <sighs> and I'm like. <laughs> That's not, you know, it's for some, just some guys can do that. My experience of like more than 20 years on the scene is that's actually very rare. (laughs) I mean, I've had those, I've had those experiences, but um, you don't want to put something like that out and then go and meet with someone who's expecting a top who's expecting that experience and then realize that the chemistry isn't right and that's not going to happen and you'll end up in a situation where both of you end up disappointed um and then you won't and then you might not ever hook up again and that it didn't need to happen that way and what happened is that you made really unrealistic expectations so just kind of be very, very wary about that. Maybe if you write it when you're horny, come back and look at it. Come back and proofread it afterwards. <laughs> come back and look at it later. I have, over time, like done some adjustments with pro- with my profiles for that very reason, mm-hmm. um, especially after I started having experiences and realizing that, oh, I am not, you know, 
for me to be that kind of bottom, I need to have the exact right guy. And I don't even, I don't even advertise as a bottom anymore because it just requires the certain type of person. So I only advertise as a top. But with that, let's talk about communication. You wanted to talk about reading. <laughs> Go ahead. Go what? ahead on your rant. Go ahead on your rant. What rant? About people not reading profiles? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, because nothing, nothing will turn me off to a guy faster than me putting a, me going to the trouble of writing, you know, a nice detailed profile saying exactly what I'm looking for, what you know I'm interested in, and then a guy, like immediately bringing up exactly what I've had written that I do not want. Like, he's the, you know, uh, like, uh, it's, just, it's so annoying. <laughs> they go like, hey, you know, like, or they, they like immediately ask for like anal or sex. Or, like, <laughs> are you into blowjobs or like all this other stuff? And I'm just like, well, I'm into spanking. If you read my profile, you would know this. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They, yeah. act, they act like it's rocket science. Anyway, it's, it's a pet peeve of mine. Yeah, my, my recon profile now, my main picture is me holding, and it has been for of me actually holding a paddle. So there could be no... <laughs> and that has... I am... I do only get guys who are into spanking now. Um, I need to take directions from you on how to do that. <laughs> Uh, but it doesn't help with well. I don't have it on Scruff, but I, yeah, I, I'm constantly when, whenever I hear from anyone on Scruff, it's, it's someone who wants a blowjob or, or wants to give me a blowjob or have sex. And I, it's I don't... like there's a conversation every time yeah. when I'm just I have to explain like no, I'm only interested in spanking. Yeah, if you're and then yeah. the the response I got one like recently from a guy was well then what's in it for me? And I just had to. I had to just look at it for a moment. It's like, <laughs> that, if you're not into spanking, nothing. nothing <laughs> <ever do>. <laughs> Stop <laughs> talking to me. Um, but, yeah. So, so my suggestion, <laughs> you know, and of course the problem is though, um, the people who are listening to the podcast are probably not the worst offenders. So we mentioned, because those are people who are just horny and just sending messages out into the ether and hoping. Yeah. To just, just randomly, just to any profile they see. They yeah. So, so for the purpose of people who are listening to the profile, my suggestion would, you're listening to the podcast. When you're responding to someone's profile, say something that indicates that you've read the profile. And again, it's sort of like about proving that you're a real person. Um, and that you're that you're paying attention, and, that that you're legitimately interested in this person. Yes, and it makes the other person feel good. It's like, oh, they read what I had to say. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, and you know, tell them why you like the profile, what is your interest, in, what you would like to happen. Um, one thing I would like to bring up is um, for a lot of guys in spanking, especially on the far fetish end, where you know where you and I live. Um, despite the fact the name of his spank this hookups, it has the word hookups in it. Um, for a lot of guys in the spanking scene, connecting for a spanking, connecting for spanking is not like a sex hookup. And um, we can't just expect that you can just go find someone and hook up with them, you know. Yeah, at, there's, at a there's a lot notice. more buildup necessary for a good thinking yeah. to take place than for a regular <laughs> now some guys can do it i mean i have friends here in you know in los angeles because it is a 
it is a, it's a significantly sized community with a, a significantly large spanking scene um, who will, you know, people come into LAX and they'll, they'll just start sending out messages for looking for looking to get spanked by someone in Los Angeles. And I know people who have done that. I, I never do that. I always insist on meeting them at the Moonburn party first because I'm not just not comfortable with that. Um, so it does happen. But I would say um, even if you're in a large city, you know, and you're feeling really horny for a spanking and you're messaging somebody immediately, um, don't feel disappointed if something doesn't happen immediately and keep working on the possibility of meeting. Just don't feel like a failure if you don't get your spaking that night when you're horny. Um, just sometimes these oh, yeah. are things that take time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, I, I've had a few guys message me on Spank This Hookups at, like, 10 at night after I got off from, you know, a long day of work, and they want a spanking, like, that night. And I'm <laughs> yeah. just like, I've never even spoken to you before, and, you know, I have to go to work at, like, 8 in the morning. It's like, I can't go all the way across town to spank you or whatever. Like, I'm sorry. But it's like, just don't expect something immediately. Yeah. And don't don't be disappointed. And be happy, you know, like, you know. Yeah, if something does happen, that's awesome, and be happy about it. So, but, um, yeah. Oh, and the, and the final the final thing I want to bring up, you might have some things you want to bring up as well, is this is it goes back specifically to a certain type of guy behavior. Um, and it's an experience that I just had a, a nasty experience with this recently, and you have too, which is um, sometimes silence is an answer. <laughs> mm, yes, unfortunately. Um, you know, and no one likes that. I mean, it doesn't feel good to get that kind of rejection, but it's um, don't take it personally. I try to respond to everything. Sometimes there's like, there's literally, I feel like there's literally no reason to respond to this person. There's, there's, I, I have no idea why they've even contacted me. There's, there's no relationship to spanking, but other ones, like there are people who um, I'm not into, for example, there are guys who want to chat about spanking. They want to have messages back and forth and get horny off of talking about spanking um, or talking about childhood spankings and stuff like that. I'm not yeah. into I'm not into any of that. It's okay that you are, and I'm not judging anyone for that. It's just I'm not willing to do that. And so I don't realize – sometimes I don't even realize this at first, and someone will start a conversation with me about my interest, and I'll respond, especially now that we've started the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I think, like, asking about, like – your like childhood experiences of spanking that's sort of like a question every spanko goes through when they meet each other i i assume not I always it usually is with me i mean we just ask yeah. each other you know oh yeah you get spanked like by teachers or your dads or you know stuff like that i mean like when i meet people that's usually a question that i ask them yeah um, but i'm not i'm not interested in just like jerking off to their answer though like right. you know like i'm just actually meeting the person too yeah but some guys are that's what some guys want especially if you know they're not nearby and the idea is we can't meet we can't meet for spanking but we can turn each other on and that's okay if that's what you're looking for but both sides have to be into it and so a recent example i had was um someone started a conversation with me from who was on the other side of the country um who was interested in the fact that i was into frat style spanking and, and frat fantasies 
Um, and then, so I was going back and forth with him briefly, and then he kept asking me to describe like a fantasy that I was really interested in. And I kind of realized what was going on. And so it was kind of pushing that part aside and trying to talk, you know, answer other questions. And he, and then I realized he really wanted to have this sort of conversation about having me describe a fantasy that turned him on and I was not interested. Yeah. And so I stopped responding and he sent me a message that finally that said, fine, um, if you're not going to talk to me, I'm going to stop listening to your podcast. Ooh, <laughs> it's like, oh what? no! I was like, I don't know what, I don't know what sort of leverage he thought. Like, I should explain, I don't make any money off of this podcast, and in fact, I pay fifteen dollars a month to SoundCloud to host the <laughs> podcasts for. It. So there's 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 no there's no leverage there, and. It's just it's like a response that comes to this sort of place of entitlement. And I'm like, if you keep bringing up this, this, tell me about this and I don't respond, that is a response. And you have to kind of accept that and you have to be comfortable with it. Otherwise, why, why would I respond to him after that? What, yeah. what did he think was going to happen? And didn't, she, didn't something like that happen to he, you and Scruff? Like, he thought you'd cave and be like, oh, I can't lose a viewer. I'll, I'll talk to you, really. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, and that's I. No, it hasn't happened to me. Oh, I thought you someone someone sent you a nasty message on Scruff or something because you didn't respond to to a message that they sent you. Yeah, it has, but not yeah, not specifically about the podcast. But yeah, yeah. people send me that nasty messages once in a while. I mean, mostly on Grinder actually is where the majority of my negative experiences have been, which is one reason I don't use it very much anymore. Yeah, and, and you know, even though we're we're men and you know we may be more blunt than than the stereotype about women behavior and how women are socialized to not say no um even you know we don't no one likes the idea of disappointing other people and so given the internet the easiest thing to do when someone takes a conversation into a place that that where you realize you're not interested is to simply stop responding um so as not to feel like you're hurting someone's feelings so just kind of keep that in mind eventually if someone's not responding to you maybe you know send a follow-up message just to make sure in case they haven't gotten it um, yeah but not not a rude follow-up just no. be like hey you know just like you know uh like yeah. poke them yeah and then eventually don't be know, an asshole about it though. yeah and then <laughs> you know after that you just kind of have to let it go and realize that it's not to be mm-hmm. so um, with that, I think um, I think that's enough questions. Uh, and yeah, I, I think we're good. Yeah, I'll do the best I can. Like, if you send me, I've tried really, really hard. Um, I'm not always the best, but I've tried to respond to every message I've gotten from anyone who's listened to the podcast. If I get them on recon or on spank this hookups, so I will keep trying to do that. But you know, now that you've heard what I, I'm interested, in, if you're trying to get me to describe spanking fantasies to you, that's not going to happen. However. Uh, the next part of the segment, the next part of our podcast, the fantasy life of spanking. What we're talking about actually is, you want to know what my spanking fantasies are? Here's how huh. you'll find out. Here Brian, they are. <laughs> let's talk about writing. Yes, spanking writing. Now, Scott, you and I, we're we're both actually we're both writers, and that's actually how we first met each other. That is true. And yes. I I sent you a note after reading one of your stories then we got to talking after that but um yeah well i guess first of all we should talk about where 
on the internet, you will find thanking stories if you wish to read them. So um, the the Vedas place is called the MMSA, the Male Male Thanking Archive, which. What is the actual web address of that? It is www.mailspank.net. Yep, yes. that's correct. <laughs> Which, that's that's where I first discovered uh, the spanking writing. Well, back, back when it was under a different name. And um, but and then it's it since um, evolved into the site that it is today. But it's it's excellent. Um, there's, there's tons of uh, new stories uploaded like almost every day um, there's lots of categories involved so if you're looking for a specific type of story it's easy to find what you're looking for um, I'm published there under the name Croup which I don't think any of my new stuff is there but uh, but Scott you you have all your stuff there and you're you're actually uploading your uh, your new series there yeah I think I think the the twelfth chapter just went up today. Actually, I noticed. Yes, yeah, I'm on there again as Red SPK Scott. They do have uh, an index of authors there. You can look through and see uh, all sorts of folks. They have a very very complicated categorization system when you're looking through stories of, of symbols that uh, show you that kind of give you indications of what each story. Yeah, like if it's like school punishment, if it's on the job punishment, like what the age of the spanky is going to be, like if it's parental discipline, there's, there's they have a territory for, for almost everything. You can yes. Use. Yeah. And I, I appreciate the effort that the site builders went to on that. Yeah. Um, another blah, 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 blah. Um, if you're looking for uh, stories in a physical format, um, the other place that I know that you have used, Scott, is, is Red Tails magazine, which is put out by, by Man's Hand Films. Yes, yeah, I've mentioned they were, allow- they were around, you know, prior to the internet. They were, uh, well, no, they were around around the time of the internet in the 80s and 90s. And they were, they're essentially what used to be called a zine, you know, and it was a zine focused on spanking, and it was full of stories um, along with, you know, photos from their spanking videos and, and art images. A lot of the images you'll see, um, spanking images you'll see on Tumblr that are, you know, from back in the day uh, uh-huh. were from... Yeah, they, were, they were first published in Red Tail. Yeah, yeah. And also, you know, old issues of, and I just kind of referenced it on Tumblr just recently because I saw an old one of um, what was known as, uh, used to be called Bounded Gagged Magazine, which was uh, more of a bondage S&M uh, publication that also had stories and artwork. Um, a lot of it, again, bondage and discipline, but it did have lots of spanking and paddling and art and drawings and stories that, that uh, fit with those as nice. well. I mean, for me, bondage and spanking sort of go together. So yeah. that, that is as it should be. <laughs> and then uh, there's, I mean, there's a few other places you can go, like just like general like erotica sites, um, like fetish writing sites. I mean, I I don't. It's been a while since I looked. Um, there's one called GayBondageFiction.com, which I'm. It's a, sort of a member site. It has some free posts. It has has spanking stories in there, but it's also a paid site. There's also videos and stuff on there. I haven't really. Huh. explored the site but I'm tossing it out there because it does have spanking fiction on there right I mean and I, I got my start on like 
fanfiction.net, which is, yeah, as, as the name implies, it's all fanfiction. But there, there's a, there's, if you do a search for spanking, you'll find stuff once in a while, like like fan, like fan popular fandoms, like Supernatural and stuff. Like, there's always a ton of stories <laughs> for that stuff, if, if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, and oh, that does, you know, one thing I, I should mention, especially since you brought up Supernatural, because these stories often involve um, brothers on that show uh-huh. having... Mm. Um, to not to sugarcoat it, but to have what we would consider incestual experiences. I, I believe the name for that fandom is Wincest. <laughs> God, and then you know, and then the other thing is Mailspank.net, which is um, sp- again is this is speaking fiction. There is a lot. Of, I would say primarily, I would say the majority of the stories revolve around minors or people under the age of of consent being spanked being disciplined and so i kind of mentioned this in the last podcast kind of when i was talking about the importance of fantasies but i just want to mention like everything is acceptable in fantasies Mm -hmm. and so don't you know the fact that you fantasize about the dude you may fantasize about two brothers in a television show spanking each other it doesn't mean that you're into incest. They are both very hot gentlemen who are actors and are not related in real life. <laughs> and I certainly it's wouldn't. All just, it's all just a fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and then, you know, and then last, with the last podcast, I talked about the fact that these fantasies about, especially when you're dealing with fantasies about boys and, you know, being spanked, it's really just kind of a way for your mind to tell a story that helps you accept your spanking interest. Like, it's to tell a story. It's like, I, you know, I want to be disciplined, you know, or I want to discipline someone. Here's, you know, these stories are like, this is something that justifies this behavior. Yeah, and and because, you know, spankings are typically given to children, yeah. I mean, your mind automatically goes to, well, you know, if, if I'm going to envision a spanking, it has to be a child getting it. It's maybe yeah. where your mind might go. Yeah, I... I it's just all fine. Yeah, I, it, it's all just you know just what what you're getting off to. Yeah, I really, really do not like fetish fantasy shaming. Essentially, in other words, like even if I even if it doesn't turn me on, like I would never look at images of like scat, <laughs> which I, I I'm almost reluctant to bring it up because to, it, to people name, have to such, name a few. <laughs> That's to, one of them. Yeah, because people have such a visceral reaction to that if they're not into it. But it's you know if you're doing art or stories about it, they're fantasies, and I don't like the idea of sh- you know it you know I don't like the idea of shaming people about having fantasies. They- exactly. I mean, and and people who are into it, they will be they are so happy when they find you know art or stories of what they're into and they need Cause, it because where else are they going to find it you know yeah, and, it's yeah. just they've been they've been hungering for it and when they finally get some it's like it fulfills a need in them that was not fulfilled otherwise yeah and it and it may also be because they don't actually want to experience it in real life or they, they might or oh, might yeah. not oh, or I'm it's in, not I'm tons of stuff that is if, if not downright impossible in real life you know i would definitely not want to go through myself yeah that's certainly the case with all of my stories both of <laughs> both of the story series that that i focused on one's about superheroes and one's about this entire fantasy world of immortal men who a, a world of 
billions of men who are all into hardcore spanking and rape, and everybody and they all loves just it. happen to be super hot. Too. Yeah, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's utterly absurd and ridiculous. And so, yeah, like what what kind of things do you write about? I write well. Um, what I write? Let's see. Well, I started in fan fiction. I started with like Dragon Ball Z and Naruto was my thing for a while, which was you know sort uh, sort of similar to superhero, like people with superpowers, like either alien like martial art aliens or ninjas or you know <laughs> stuff like that and then i sort of moved into uh, like my own original universes which had i started mostly writing about um a realm of demons who were all obsessed with bondage and spanking and domination and power play and all that stuff and um my my most recent work that is actually published is is a a, a werewolf story yes, about you... a guy who who hunts werewolves and spanks them. Yes, because you know of course, <laughs> and that actually is a good point. You are a published spanking author, not just of like little stories like like I do. I have stories on that you can anyone can well, just read. Well, you should be published because you're <laughs> you're like you're. I mean, I I think you're better than I am, so I feel sort of annoyed that I'm published and you're not. <laughs> You should get on that. <laughs> yeah, but there is a sort of a self-publishing system on Amazon.com where and, and other places online where you can write spanking fiction and publish it where people can can purchase it and then read it on e-readers and stuff like that. And yes, that's, either that's their Kindle or they can just read it on their computer. Too. Yeah. And you've you've done like that. that. So what yes. what is that what is that like? What is that process? Um it's not. I mean, it, it's sort of complicated, but it's not really complicated. Is <laughs> it's one where like like it seems complicated at first. Once you actually go and do it, it it's it's really not that difficult. Um, but there's. I mean, it can be involved. You have to. You choose. Um, I mean, well, first the impo- most important thing is actually have a story to publish, um, which trips which you'd be surprised <laughs> trips up most people they people want to be published authors but they don't want to actually go through the effort of writing and finishing emphasis finishing a story but once you have your manuscript you know you can you go through the menus it's it's pretty easy um they make it mostly painless you you upload everything like it 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 can spell check it like for you which is cool like you have to it can it can do the formatting for you um, you choose uh, like what what price bracket you want to be in. Uh, for eBooks, the um, like the golden uh, rule sort of is like the like the two ninety nine ish price range. If it's like a like a book book, because that that tends to get the most sales and make you the most money for whatever reason. Um, if it's just like a very short story, you might want to go cheaper than that. But you usually don't want to go over two ninety nine. If if you're just like self publishing yourself without any other uh, like advertising so how how long is your most recent book what's what's the length um it's novella i think it was around 80 pages okay so like both both my artist stories around 80 pages and and those are the longest things that i've done yeah and i've i've written actually enough if if you go to mailspake and find my stuff you'll discover i've actually I, well, first of all, I started writing before Fifty Shades of Grey came out. First of all, and second of all, I I've written enough to have my own my own certainly trilogy of like hardcover length books if I wanted to. But I kind of actually like the serial format. I don't know. I think it's sort of a I, I'm not sure if I want to do that system. 
Oh, like like Dickens style. Yes, Dickens. <laughs> I want people show people showing up on the docks to get the latest chapter of my of my stories. Yeah. And then the other thing is like where I'm like I don't know I, I don't know about your experience of actually selling them, but I'm such a niche writer that like I there the despite having this podcast like each chapter of my stories gets read by like a couple hundred people and there are yeah, yeah there are much 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 more popular writers than me on millspank.net because they hit more fundamental fantasies that a lot of guys in baking are interested in that's why i mentioned that there are a lot of stories about um kids and you know teens being spanked by authority figures because uh-huh. that's the more common fetish not quite as many people have fantasies about frat boy superheroes which is unfortunate <laughs> i think frat boy superheroes are much more spankable <laughs> than you know kids and teenagers at least but that maybe that's just me yeah <laughs> so that's kind of like why i've kind of avoided i i reckon and I mean, I'm, I'm fine with the fact that i'm a, I'm a niche writer i'm perfectly fine with that so yeah, i, I mean, you know the, the dream for me when i started was like oh you know like this this can get me you know this this can pay my bills if i do it enough i mean it hasn't it hasn't worked out that way for me like i, I make a little money but um i i, I do it mostly just because i enjoy the writing about this stuff and i like finding other people who like to read about it and you know if they want to pay me a little bit money money for the story that's just like an extra icing um, on proverbial take but that said there are uh, there are authors who do make a living just writing spanking stories or just writing erotica and we'd be very interested in having some of them on the podcast if they would be interested yeah i would love to we should have like a a, the, a process of writing you know for a podcast episode but i would hate i don't want it to just be you and me because again that puts us in the position where we're just talking about ourselves not that i don't (laughs) but yeah we like to hear from other people too yeah um and uh with that why don't we wrap up the fantasy life of spanking it is funny that i mentioned superheroes yeah isn't it yeah so that's that's topic yes so let's spankify everything we were like so one thing that we've experienced, we talked about parts of of pop culture that that already get spankified, um, like wrestling, um, and we're video games. Yeah, now video it's games. Superhero. Now it's it's superheroes and comic books, and I've seen part of it is I think two things have factored in here. Number one is the dramatic increase in the availability of art commissions online so people can take their you know can, people can pay someone to draw comic book heroes and villains spanking each other and then the other thing is the drastic dramatic popularity of comic book based movies yes and they they're sort of ushering in a new you know a new renaissance for comics themselves which is nice because marvel is like oh we can make money again so that's, <laughs> yeah, thanks to these movies. <laughs> yeah, and so it kind of brings up, and the fun fact, what's really fascinating for me now is that I can talk about a character. You know, we're going to talk about the heroes that that heroes and villains that we have spanking fantasies about. And the funny thing is, like, I can mention mine and know that most people are going to know who he is, which wouldn't have been the case like ten years ago. And that is yeah. Col- Colossus of the X Men. Of course, it's Colossus for you. Yeah, and it's always Colossus. It is you. always Colossus. Colossus that 
It always comes back to Colossus. Yeah, so it was funny because I, I picked up I picked up the X-Men when I was in, in the 80s in middle school. And the funny thing is the reason I picked it up was because of um, Iceman in the Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends cartoon because I thought Iceman's powers are really cool. And I thought he was kind of – Pun he was, intended. Pun intended. Pun fully intended. <laughs> And I also thought it was kind of cute, which I didn't kind of realize at the time. And that's really funny now because Iceman, <laughs> Iceman has just come out of the closet as gay in the comic books. So well, Iceman is now a version, gay. A version of Iceman has come out as gay. No, both of the 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 same version of Iceman who has existed in the comic Wait, books. Wait, the, the present day version has yes, too? Yes. Wait, what? I didn't know about that. I knew the one from the past did. Yes. Which was like, okay. Yes, so, I need to go. I need to read these issues. Sorry. He's getting his. He's getting his own comic series. I don't know when it's launching, but he's getting his own series, the adult version. The the. Oh full. well, I I knew that the kid version had, and like yeah. and like he and his boyfriend are going around like yeah. fighting bad guys. So that's awesome. But I didn't know that that the modern version had also come out. That's amazing. Yeah. So so the guy who got me into in in, in the in the cartoon he was in it mentioned that he had a history with the x-men so i found the x-men comic book and so i picked it up and the funny thing is he wasn't in the x-men at the time so it was like, oh he, he might have been an x-factor at the time no x-factor no. didn't exist yet i was there for oh, the, i was, was there really for the start of, okay. yeah he was he was in the defender i'm, I'm getting i'm getting oh, way too far they even put out they put out with a hercules and no angel <laughs> they put out no, a, that was the first of the defenders that iceman was in um they put out no that was the champions see you're gonna you're gonna send me off into Oh no, you're right. Yeah, yeah you're. It's gonna. This talk, we're gonna do. Have like an entire hour of the history of I, ice. Talking about <laughs> People are gonna like. When are we getting to the spankings? Um, we'll get to them. We will get to them. Too. Yeah, but it's, the funny. It's like so he wasn't in the X Men, and he, but there was a, a guy by the name of Colossus, and he was in one of the. Um, he was in one of the episodes. Of, of Spider-Man, and I didn't really notice him all that much. He was this big metal guy, um, and that's how they showed him to make it look cool. Well, in the comic book, you know, you didn't really get a sense of his personality or anything like that. In, in the comic book, I was immediately hooked. He was this big... Well, you probably know who he is from either the X-Men movies where he played a very small role, played by a very hot guy um, who, who couldn't really act very well, and so he was just there for, for being big for, and beefy and looking for good. For eye candy? Yeah, for eye candy. But, but he, he had a role in Deadpool, though. He had a huge role in Deadpool and apparently he's coming back for the sequel but he was like completely CGI so he was just he was just this big metal guy for the whole movie so he's just this sort of big hunky Russian guy with this he's just sort of like this sort of Russian Captain America the same sort of very duty bound personality very, mm -hmm. very kind very friendly very attractive and in when I was collecting the comic book he was in this the costume he was wearing, he only had this costume <laughs> during the 80s, and it was just sort of a red and white costume, and what was really notable about it was that for no particular reason, it had no comparison, it had didn't match his costume at all, but there was this big, thick, leather, black dog collar around his neck. 
that's because Claremont is very obviously into certain fetishes. Yeah. And he just writes them into his books willy-nilly. Um, Chris Claremont. <laughs> but the thing is, like, it was the writer who, I mean, it was the artist who came up with this costume idea. And I don't think, I don't think Claremont oversees that. So it was well, the... I'm sure he had to say. Yeah, so... Well, I, I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't really know, but I'm just, just so, knowing about other stuff Claremont has done. I'm just like, he probably was involved somehow. And yeah, and so he had this sort of like leather thing to him, which was this sort of like awakening because I was hitting puberty at this time. Oh no, you read this book at just the right time. I read it at just the right time, and he had an amazing butt. And you know, one of the things about comic books, about males in comic books, is uh, it's one of the few places in culture where the physicality of men are, is not really concealed. and Yeah, well, because that's like the visual shorthand for, like, if they're really strong. It's yes. Like, if you're reading comic books, like, you have to see the muscles yes, in order to understand. Yeah, yeah and, and so with the exception of Superman, who has his cape, like, pretty much every other um, physical powerhouse has, you know, did not have this cape. They had this sort of, like, in the shorthand would be very little costume. You know, and so uh, or, Colossus, or just, or you know, just skin tight spandex. Yes, but in, in Colossus' face, he's always showing a lot of skin. Like he always yes. has like his sides exposed for no apparent reason, yeah. just because that's what his costume is. Yeah, God, and he has, the... like like most of his legs are bare too. Yeah, in the '90s, his entire costume was just a little pair of red shorts. <laughs> you know, that, was, that was it. So, so he was he was my big sexual awakening. He was the one who made me realize he was gay, and he but, had a, so, he had an amazing butt. And so, okay, I, so, he very very quickly became his faking fantasy. So, getting to the spanking though, I mean, his power yeah. involves him turning entirely into metal. So, how how do you spank that though? Like. Why is he your go-to? <laughs> um, there was actually a reference to Spain, which you, I, I informed you about this. There was actually... Oh, he, that's right. He, he dated... Um, he, Kitty Pride. Kitty Pride, um, the, the girl who can phase through walls, and she's appeared in the movies. And I think she dated Iceman in the movies, which makes this all very hilarious. Um, <laughs> well, she dated him in the comics, too. Yeah. I think um, I did a double check by now. Yeah, and then, of course, there's a version of Colossus who's gay in an alternative universe. But anyway... Uh, <laughs> so he he broke up with her, and it was a very very kind of bad dramatic breakup. Yes, both and, of them were very being very dramatic teenagers about yes. all of it. <laughs> and so there was an issue where, um, and you know, all of the the adult X Men were kind of like taking care of Kitty because she was very young. It was her first relationship, uh, and it, he she was it. so distraught. And so they took. Colossus out drinking, and Wolverine yeah, it was decided. Wolverine and Nightcrawler, I think, yeah. Wolverine decided that that, um, you know, Colossus needed to pay for the the way that he handled, you know, cheating on he cheated on Kitty, and decided he used that as an excuse to break up with her. And there's a point where you know they talked about whether he was a man or a boy, and you know, and and Nightcrawler said he's just a boy, and and Wolverine's response was. Well, then he needs a spanking. No, and he yeah. said he said spanking. He, he literally said that. He said spanking, like we say in our podcast name. Uh-huh. They, it was even <laughs> cut off with the, the G cut off. Uh-huh. And it was like, whoa, because this, you know, it's like, oh, that was, it. and that was just like, that was it. So, so uh, yeah, that reference that, is like that cemented it forever for you. <laughs> yeah, and then and that then Colossus needs a spanking. And, and Colossus also has, despite being this big, strong guy. He has a very friendly, submissive personality. 
mm-hmm. um, who takes orders. He's not a leader type, and it's very easy to fantasize. I mentioned this about um, Abel from the Street Fighter series in the last podcast. Yeah, he sort of has a similar sort of thing going for him. And that is a very... A sort of, that sort of demure sort of attitude that he has. Yeah, and that is a very, very big turn on for me. It's like a big, beefy guy who is also submissive. I work it into, uh-huh. I work it into my stories in my fiction a lot. Um, and so it is a very Colossus represents a very, very pivotal part of the development of my spanking fetishization. A, a big guy who you just wanted to be taken in hand, yeah, so to speak. Yeah, I could fully imagine even Colossus as a straight man. I can fully imagine him in a relationship where he gets kind of like what Jason talked about in our last podcast where he gets disciplined Dom- for domestic yeah I can domestic discipline with a you know with his with his girlfriend and, who I believe is and, also a superhero in the comic books and is a hardcore kind of fighter type and she could probably lay the beat down on him yeah <laughs> cuz he he's always gone for the more like aggressive woman yes too. yes yeah even kitty was you know his you know yeah, kitty like, was like, a teenager kitty, even though she was like a couple of years younger than she, than he was she was always sort of like in charge of the relationship she, yes the first kiss she kissed him yeah, she kissed him. Yeah, so yeah, and, and anyway, then he dated a Domino for a while after yeah. that, and and she she was also very just like, okay, you you lay down on the floor, I'll get the stiletto heels out, and then we'll have fun <laughs> evening. Did that actually <laughs> happen? I wasn't, I haven't collected comic books. Uh, it, it didn't, it didn't actually happen, but their relationship was such that it would not surprise me if it had, because I've been like, yes, that's fully in character for both of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah. So I uh-huh. love the fact that Colossus is now making a name for himself in Deadpool after getting pretty much ignored in the X-Men movies themselves. So I'm hoping that pans out. I wish there was, I'm hoping there's a way that they can get an, a way to play the human form of him. That was someone who can both represent his physicality, but can also be that sort of big beefy Russian guy. And I, I imagine casting that it's going to be really, really hard, but I'm, I'm hoping they can find a way to make an actual human form for colossus so but enough about me tell us about your superhero speaking fantasies oh i have so many well uh you know like well i since i'm into furry stuff i go for a lot of the non-human characters like uh like you mentioned x-men um like if i had to pick the most spankable x-man i'd probably go for beast because he has a very uh beefy round blue butt <laughs> especially in the 90s when drawn by stan lee uh-huh. uh so beast is great like kilowatt from green lantern is another one like like thing from fantastic four i mean like most people when they draw a fantastic four they'd be like oh well you know a uh, human torch played by chris evans clearly he's the spectacle one but no for me it's like no it has to be thing it has to be the big clay guy <laughs> and of course now chris evans is is uh is a Captain America and uh, yes, yes, yeah, so, 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 and he did, and I, I'll have to find track that's done in my Tumblr feed. I stumbled across um, an actual, again, in an actual comic book, where not only did he threaten to give a villain a spanking, he actually had like a the, plank the of wood, did? huh? Yeah. Yes, the thing he had a plank uh-huh. of wood, and he it looked is. They cut away. Which well, is... yeah, I, I think they cut away, but I think the implication was that he actually had spanked that guy. Yeah, that he was I going to was, give this guy a spanking. Of, of, of the demolition squad, I yeah. think. Yeah, he was going to give this guy a spanking. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I really... I, I, Why I... did you cut away? Why? Yeah. Uh, let's see, what other superheroes can I just mention real quick? Um, 
you brought up Superman before, um, and you know, as we all know, Superman's weakness is kryptonite. So I know I'm not the only one who made this connection as a kid, but um, all a villain really has to do is make a paddle out of kryptonite and spank Superman with it, and you've pretty much defeated him. Yeah. So I don't know why my villains haven't done that yet. Why let's just on this kryptonite paddle idea? It's the simplest way. Yeah, not even during the golden, <laughs> during like the golden, the silver era or whatever, when you know they were spanking. You know, spankings did occur in comic books. Were like of like Superboy and yeah, I mean, there, Robin. There's a few issues where where Superboy was actually getting spanked. I think there's one where he's he's getting spanked by his principal at the time, but the principal like you know he's using a hairbrush and like it broke. Uh, yeah. And he's just like, how, how can we spank the Boy of Steel? He's just like this. <laughs> stupid dumb silver age cover but it's just like spanking was like very much a part of the culture back then so like even you know in in superhero culture yeah and and not getting too far away from dudes the whole idea of there's a a subtext a deliberate subtext of bondage in wonder woman which you know we're not going to get into because it's it's not it's outside the realm of this podcast but it's there and it's very deliberate it does as you mentioned chris claremont um there are examples of it showing up in his writing although in more of a sort of a heterosexual and it was very interesting his men that typically showed in the x-men that his women were all very strong and powerful and his men were much more submissive um and you kind well, of I mean, see that I don't know if I would say submissive, but like there was there was a very air of like equalness between them. Yeah, certainly. Which maybe that maybe to us, like as compared to other superhero comics, that makes the men seem submissive, but in reality, they're really not. Yeah, I guess that's that's, 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 that's true. That's a whole other discussion. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Um, yeah, and so th- there's a lengthy history of of faking. Oh, and then there was a, a comic book character who actually existed, who is a parody um, of the Punisher who has been in a few movies and is now going to be a Netflix series. And he's actually shown, he's premiered on the Daredevil. A name, a name like the Punisher, it's like, why aren't you a corporal punishment, you know, designed and, hero? That's, and that's exactly, uh, yeah, that's exactly what, opportunity. And that's exactly what <laughs> happened in Howard the Dunk was they made, they made some parodies of some existing, you know, sort of hero and villain concepts. And he was called the Spanker. Yeah. And that's I exactly that what book. he did. And that's exactly what he did. He was in Howard the Duck. He made some appearance in She-Hulk back in the 90s. And it was a guy who looked a lot like the Punisher, behaved a lot like a Punisher. But instead of, of course, shooting and killing people, he would take down punks and he would spank their naughty bottoms. Did, he, did they actually show this? A Go couple times, yes. Only, only like, yeah, issues. a couple times. And I actually, I told the... Um, I told the bully about that and he immediately, because he's a big comic reader, and he immediately tracked down... Um, went and, and, and tracked down some old comics that had him in there and, and purchased them. Um, and yeah, so 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 it's interesting. I it's one of those things where, like wrestling, you know, I kind of want and like fighting games, you know, we computer just, we games. We just want spanking incorporated into every yeah. part of the superhero book. Yeah. Like, so we just we just sort of shove spanking stuff into the superhero uh, world. Yeah, and I love seeing it take off online in in art commissions. There's <coughs> so much back in. I'm gonna have to do a. I'm gonna have to go through and then do a visual um, a visual guide to some spanking online images. I've had some made. I had one of Colossus uh, getting spanked. Although that one does involve tentacles too, just to warn people. <laughs> Nothing wrong with little tentacle spanking. No. Um, <laughs> 
but lots of other, you know, lots of, of Captain America and, and, and other folks uh, getting getting spanked and giving well, spankings. I, mean, I think one one of the pictures that I've commissioned that I've gotten some of the most favorable responses for is uh, Hulk getting spanked. Oh, yes, that's people. right. Yes, A lot of people like that one. Yeah, you're very interesting. I love the fact that you are interested in heroes getting spanked that no one else actually even thinks about or thinks about as a top because your your love of well, yeah, so. because that's my thing. Is, yeah, is, you know the big, you know, tops get you know getting spanked. Just then it's like it's this whole role reversal thing that I did off on once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so I think we have gone on long enough for this podcast. You're sure you don't want to talk about Colossus a little bit more? <laughs> I could I could just do an entire podcast about the 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 spankability of of, of Peter Rasputin. With um, his power, I would see him more as a top because you know he has he did make a metal palm. Oh yeah, that's, that's how I would see him. Yeah. Oh yeah, he definitely you know just had a good spanking. Um, but uh, I, I see him, but like, you know, because he's this big, beefy, friendly guy, I, I just see him as the one who gets the spanking. So, but. Yeah. Also a sensitive artist. Yes, and a sensitive artist. <laughs> uh, enough, enough superheroes. Yes. So let's wrap up, wrap up this episode of Dude Spanking Dudes. <laughs> Hit us up uh, with any questions, comments, um, guys you'd like to be spanked, like to see spanked. Um any questions about writing or any questions in general? By the way, if you have sent me a question in the last few months, oh, that's right. things got kind of like wrapped, you know, things got a little bit complicated for us over the holiday season. And um, it's possible that I've gotten some questions from you guys that I have misplaced and did not respond to. If you have sent me a question and we have not responded to it on the podcast and you would like us to, please send it to us again. You can yeah, reach me. I am, I am Red SPK Scott. You can find me on Spank This Hookups, you can find me on Recon, and you can find me on Tumblr. And I am Croup or Soup Goblin. Um, you can find me under one of those names on Tumblr, on Spank This Hookups, on not on Recon, on For Affinity, on you know, just search those names, you'll find me. And yes, we we really want your questions. Um, if we haven't answered one, please send them in, the, in again because we are both very absent-minded and. Christmas happened, which screwed things up <laughs> <laughs> for yeah. many people. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, once again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And I just love how much feedback we've gotten from all of you guys. So tune in next time. Talk to y'all later.